Week two of the XFL is in the books. I'm Bart Winkler, Evan Heffelfinger, both of us the diehards of this league at the station. Uh, problem is, okay, mm-hmm. maybe we didn't catch all of Sunday's action. Uh, I was traveling to Chicago, and then I was in Chicago for the All-Star game. Okay. For the NBA. What is your excuse? I had family engagements, and then uh, I had to watch Team Giannis in the All-Star game. I taped the games. Okay. I tape every XFL game. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I should go back and watch at least the the third game of the weekend. Look, the thing with the XFL is they are lucky that week two is not week one. Yeah. Week one, there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of buzz. The product, for the most part, did deliver. People tuned in with low expectations. People tuned in wanting to hate the product. And they tuned in and they saw what they thought was a good product. And again, this is not the NFL. It is professional football. These guys are getting paid. But it is not the NFL. Right. Week two was not as good as week one. You had the defenders, my defenders. They're the best team in the league. I think so. They blanked the Guardians, um, so that game was a one-sided affair. Vipers and Dragons, your Vipers, that game really took forever. It was it was, it was, it was a, incredibly long. My team had the lead for a very long time and then just fell apart in that third quarter. It actually wasn't long. It was only two and a half hours. It felt like forever because <laughs> you see like, oh, three and out, three and out. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> the... Uh, the first half was bad. You kind of had the same type of game in game number three, which was the Renegades and the Wildcats, Dallas at L.A. That's a game that I was listening to on the radio. I found the XFL on the radio. Nice. And I was listening to it on the way down, and it was like another 3 nothing game or something at halftime, and it was a drive, turnover, drive, turnover, drive, turnover. I was surprised to, as I was following updates and did watch highlights that it was a 25-18 final that the Renegades won. And in the game between the Battlenecks and, and the the Rough the, or the Battle Hawks and the Roughnecks, that game I did miss. PJ Walker looked like he had another good game. That game seems like it was good. I, I heard good things about it. One of the guys that sends me messages, uh Corey, says that these games were pretty good here on on Sunday. But other than that, uh, I think overall the weekend did suffer from what what this league could suffer from, and that would be bad quarterback play, and, and that's what you saw throughout the weekend, Evan. It's not surprising because that was one of the big things that hurt the AAF when it was around. It's hard to find quarterbacks that aren't backup quarterbacks, or I guess good quarterbacks that aren't already backup quarterbacks. These are the quarterbacks that are kind of on their last legs or they fizzled out hard in the NFL, like... Cardell Jones, did he even get drafted when he was coming out of Ohio State? I can't remember. I, I think he was a fourth rounder. And he looks like he's probably the best player in the league he's right now. In the, he's, he's got a one-way ticket to the NFL. It, it looks like it. And Landry Jones was a guy who played for a couple of years in the NFL, but he kind of fizzled out. Nobody wanted him as a backup. He's trying to revive his career. You, you kind of see a lot of that. And you don't expect good quarterback play, but in a way, you were kind of hoping for a little bit better than what we're getting. Just tons of mistakes, tons of missing open guys. 
Part of it, you wonder if it's just they don't have the chemistry because they've only known these guys for like eight weeks. But even then, they're football players. They should have it in their blood to just complete these passes. I think the story of the weekend uh, in terms of quarterback play and overall was Matt McGloin. Yeah, when he blew up at halftime. Yeah, so he said our game plan was terrible. And this is the problem. You got these guys mic'd up. And during a game, they're going to get frustrated. But now we get to see that. And Matt McGloin said this was the worst game he's ever been a part of, of any kind, uh, at any level. His Guardians lose to my defenders 27 to nothing. Not only is Cardell Jones great, that defense is the best defense in the league at this point. Phenomenal. So Matt McGloin says, you know, our game plan sucks. Then the reporter turns around and says that to the coach, and he's like, oh, I didn't know he said that. We'll have to address that. And he eventually he benched him. gets benched. And so I think what you're going to start seeing, this is why the XFL has to succeed early, and this is why these guys have to buy in. Because you're going to see guys not want to talk because they're going to get in trouble. And right now everyone's like, you know, having a good time, and the coaches did come out after week one, and they're like, oh, I didn't realize that much stuff got on the air. Right. So we're all loving it. Did they give us too much of a good thing right away, and now are they going to scale back because the players – are going to demand, like, oh, we're not going to play for you if we don't. I mean, you you think at this point the players need the league more than the, well, no. I mean, the league needs the players. Ah, uh, but then again, these guys, I, I, do we know Who's how much? Who's got the leverage right now? That's a really good question. The players or the league? In theory, there is the Team 9, so there are players to replace these players if they decide, like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm done. But if it's, like, an entire roster worth across the league that leaves... I don't like know. Like, if all the coaches get on the phone and just talk to each other and say, we're not doing this shit. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Or if the quarterbacks talk to each other and say, well, what? you saw what happened with Matt McGloin. Why do I want to go through that? Do we know what the contract situation is in this league? Uh, the last I saw, quarterbacks can make up to $450,000 a season. Okay. Because in the AAF, it was every single player is on a three-year $250,000 Oh, it's not that much. The what I saw was quarterbacks get paid. Okay, but every other guy. The tweet I saw was: if you're on the roster each week, you get a thousand bucks. That's it. If you're active and you play, you get sixteen hundred additional dollars. And then if you win the game, it's another twenty two hundred. I mean, that's still like ten times more than I'm what I'm making, but that's still not a lot. Well, you to have be a no discernible talent. Yeah, I'm nothing special, but I mean, well, the, the, that's still, I mean, for a professional athlete, that's not a lot of money, but that's still more than like minor league baseball players make and pretty close to what G League players make. Yeah, but if you don't, if you're like not on a roster and don't want a game, you're you're making like 12 grand. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Again. <laughs> So I, I don't know. That that is interesting because I think one quarterback was starting to give an interview and one of his teammates was like, Yeah, you know, let's, let's cool it here. It's tough because it's a battle between the fans and the coaches and players. Obviously the coaches and players, they want to keep a professional look, but as fans, we want chaos. We want uh I mean, this is a a league run by the head of the WWE. We want some of that kind of Well, action. spring football's only gonna work if it's different. And it was different. Like, I still like that we're getting these uh, on-the-field interviews literally right after an interception. Or 
after a touchdown or we're going to a coach while he's calling plays and all that stuff. It's it's fun to watch, but if these teams start to get a little bit more, I guess, cautious of what they say, is that going to take away some of the watchability of the league? It's like when you go to a new job. Like right now, you're willing to do anything. Anything. You will do anything. Anything. As as our Packer prediction showed, I will do anything. And I'm making you do this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I paid to do this. <laughs> if there if there's something we need, Evan will do it. Yep. You need a shift. I mean, you you you're willing to do anything. I'm at the point where I've been here a few years where it's like, hey, you know what I And again, if you've never This is the problem with this job is that these dream situations I'm just like I know if I never go in the Brewers locker room again, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> that's that's obnoxious to say. I'm an I feel I know I hear it. I'm an ass for saying it. Yeah, but you got to go in there and stand around, and then you got to talk to a player. Yeah, I've never felt more awkward than I have just standing in like the, the the front. Area of the Brewers locker room, waiting for them to officially start the media availability. Because it's like I, I don't, I'm not going to go and talk to Andrew Wagner or anyone else that's there. Like Tom Hodricourt, I'll talk to McAlvey. But well, why don't you want to talk to me? I haven't been there with you. No, why would you want to talk to me? <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. I'm just I can't do it. Can we not get off on the right foot? I've never met you, and I. We'll come and say hi. I'm sorry, Tom. Did you buy at least a copy of my book? No, I did not, actually. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, what, 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 uh, uh, Matt McGlone, what, what do you think was... It seemed like you were struggling out there, didn't it, man? I... You, respect to Tom, but he is one of the weirdest interviewers I've ever met in my life. And he's a beat writer, so he has to ask like ten questions every day. And the look on his face while he's giving them—it's like a—I I wish you could see my face, but it's like a. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Am I am I wrong? We gotta stop ribbing on people. I guess I do kind of want to have a job. I, I I saw Stephen Watson a little bit at the All Star game, and then this morning I said that he's got Lego hair. <laughs> Lego hair? Yeah, you just put the hair on the guy, <laughs> and it looks so nice all the time. Hey, him and Joe are buds. Well, I like Steven. I was, all these guys were at the All-Star game last night, and like I was sweating my ass off. I believe it. So, my hair was soaking wet. Okay. Like I just played. Mm-hmm. And we're standing in the media room, and I'm the only one like this. See, that would have been me, too. That always is me. Now, that was a cool experience. I believe it. That was a fun game. So, like, XFL and stuff? Uh, well, the defenders are good, and they beat the hell out of the Guardians. Guardians, they had won the week before. It looks like Matt McGloin is bad. That's going to be a problem. And I did see in the locker room afterwards, Kevin Gilbride said, this is where we either band together or splinter. I bet this team splinters. If I'm I, a Guardians, yeah. Guardians fan, I'm not feeling good about that team. They're on the downswing. The defenders... They're going to be on the road this week for the first time. We'll see what they look like on the road. They are they're going to be unbeatable at home. That's the best stadium with the best fans cuz not only do you have a soccer stadium which 
is where these teams should be playing. Right. You've got... Unlike the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. You're going to see this week what St. Louis's fans look like. I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. And Seattle had a really nice crowd yeah. to cheer on the Dragons. But with the intimacy of that stadium, and you've also got... I, you know, you've got a Redskins team that is so bad that these people just want to watch football and watch a winner. So I do think that D.C., uh, is going to succeed off of that. That Vipers Dragons game that again that was a game that did have some compelling action in the second half. Uh, Still no offensive touchdowns. Well, your coach Vipers. is terrible, Mark Tressman. I liked a lot of what he was doing with throwing in different quarterbacks in different situations. I thought that it was uh, like kind of interesting to see a change of pace quarterback, but I, I thought it worked. And then the quarterbacks just weren't very good. Well, it's hard, and this is why two quarterback systems fail. Bring a guy in on first down, bring him in on second down, and then third down, you got to just bring a guy in fresh. It doesn't work with quarterbacks. Fair. As much as some of the other positions. But I like that it did lead to a little bit of offensive variety that Mark Trussman doesn't really have. Yeah, I, I suppose. And I did think the one takeaway from Saturday, too, was these teams are still not figuring out to always go for three. I don't understand that. Or even go for two. What's the point of no. going for one? No. Always go for three. Always go for three. Okay. If you just do the math on it, if you have two touchdowns, mm-hmm. you go for three once, you miss. You go for three another time. Let's say you make it. It's 10 yards. You That's make it. 15 points. The other way you're going either for one or two and you're getting 14 or less. and you got to you got to convert two just to get the three that you have two tries for. So you just go for three. It's 10 yards. What's the difference? And these quarterbacks they back up to the 10 anyway. Right. I mean, I would drop rather back. run a play from the 10 than the 5. And does it score. seem like every time a team runs a two-point conversion, they just hand the ball off and the guy gets no yards? Or on a Where, a where are the good plays? I don't know. I, that's what's been annoying me is they'll run a one-point conversion and it's the worst play yeah. I've ever seen. Every single time. It's impossible. It's like every single play keeps getting worse yeah. and worse. These conversions like, hey, let's are run, terrible. Let's run uh, just a little bit off the tackle to the short side of the field. I'm sure that they will not guess that coming. It's like a Mike McCarthy run, uh, rushing attack. For how much these teams are missing the conversions, it is irresponsible that they're not going for three. Yeah. The only method is to go for three. I two agree. chances. If you go for three twice, you get two chances at the three. If, if you go for not three, the best you can do is it's just so stupid. It's stupid. And if you get it, that's a nine-point swing right there, and you're pretty confident that you can shut down the other team's three-point conversion. There you go. That's the ball game. So do you think the Dragons are any good because – Brandon Silvers looked like ass. Well, you saw him firsthand week one. They, How about not- Austin Prohl only having one catch for minus one yard? After, the, the white receiver to target is Nelson Spruce in this league. Not Austin I Prohl. Tanner- I did not do great on my DraftKings because I avoided Cameron Artis Payne, who had a big day for the Renegades. Because yeah. he sucked two weeks ago. Tanner McAvoy had a catch for 11 yards. Yeah, good. 
I'm I think the vi- the uh the dragons are going to be decent. They didn't look terrible. I mean, well, both teams look pretty bad in that first half, but I I think that they have enough players with a little bit of talent that they can get a couple of wins and maybe finish like 6 and 4 or so. My Vipers, I don't know. They looked really bad. Still no offensive touchdown. They are bad. Uh, we have our first home game. Well, I didn't next realize week. Murray was out until I was setting lineups. Yeah, I. What happened? I believe it was a shoulder injury. Uh-huh. I I can't remember. I was on the Vipers subreddit early in the week, and they. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was on the Vipers subreddit, of which I am an active member, and they are you were... on TikTok. Yes. I don't post any TikToks. I just scroll through. You just through. watch those teenies dance? Hey, now. No. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no. 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 <laughs> no, thank you. So the Vipers... I saw a funny one with a guy dancing with his duck. Yeah, I saw you tweeted that one. That was funny. I should show you what I have saved on TikTok. Some... Please I've, never I've, do. I have some very, very funny ones. I don't even like talking about it. Fair enough. I mean, you're kind of old. What... <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying besides the Vipers are terrible? So we have our first home game this week against the Roughnecks. Where do you play at? The Buccaneers? Uh, Raymond James Stadium. Yeah. Which I, I'm not sure. Is That's, that Tampa yeah. Bay Stadium? Yeah. So we get the pirate ship in the background? Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're winning. <laughs> and then the players are all going to like drink some meat on the pirate ship after There's the going to be like 5,000 people there. Tampa's not a good sports attendance town. That's fair. Well, but then again, look, I mean, I feel like the Buccaneers get decent numbers, but... They just paint their seats pewter. That's fair. Tampa Bay, those guys want to like baseball, but they have literally the worst stadium in all of professional sports. Yeah, but they have a very good team. But that stadium is... They didn't even sell is, the World Series. That stadium is that bad. I kind of actually like it. I've been there. Really? You like all the rats running around and like the shitty food and just like being in a concrete bubble? Well, yeah, because there's like 2,000 people there. Well, yeah, parking's free. <laughs> I was at BJ Upton's first game. No kidding. Yeah. I like the Rays. I'd like the Rays a lot. I just, the problem is that stadium, when you go inside, it's like when you go to a restaurant and the lights are turned all the way down. What it really is, it, have you been? I've been to Tampa, but I haven't been. It's like in the stadium. Uh, I just from like seeing games on TV. It's like when you go to the state fair, you go to the Expo Hall. Okay, because like the concrete's the same, and then it's like they instead of a you know career day, they put up a baseball field. Yeah, that doesn't lend itself to a very good place to pay, play baseball. So the Vipers blow ass. <laughs> Yeah, they're easily the worst in the league right now. Still no 100-yard rusher in this league. Dallas came close with the aforementioned Cameron Artis-Payne. He had 99 yards, two touchdowns. Landry Jones had 305, a touch, two picks. And then for the Wildcats, Josh Johnson also made his first start. 196, two touchdowns. And again, Nelson Spruce was the big DFS target. Six for 89. Again, this was a game where uh, it was bad in the first half. Josh we, Johnson had a fumble on the goal line. Oof. Uh, we did not catch much of that one, so um, 
that's what that one was. And then it looked like I'm gonna go. I'll go watch this today. I'll go. I'll. I'm not even kidding you. Houston and St. Louis. This looked like to be a little bit of a back and forth. I know Houston had a lead. St. Louis came back, but Houston won the game, 28-24. Um, let's see. Jordan to, Tamu. Jordan, uh, how do you say that, Joe? Is it Tamu? <laughs> no, yeah, I knew that. I just, you know, I had a friend who said it. Some another. What do you have? Like two hundred eighty-four yards. And uh, I think he had like three touchdowns, uh, two interceptions, something like seven point like seven yards per attempt, something like that. And uh, and uh, uh, is it is it P? It's P. It's P. Is it Pat Walk? Pat Walker? Uh, um, is it P? PJ Walker. Penis? P. PJ Walker. It, it wouldn't be penis. No. No, I, my friend was telling me, but oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, he had three touchdowns too, so he had another big day, and Houston won. So. You would rank because there's now there's two undefeated teams. DC, I think we put ahead of Houston. Yes. There's I, a handful of teams that are one and one now. I think I go Battle Hawks number three. Them or Dallas. Well, they beat Dallas. Okay. And then yeah, Dallas four. Dragons five. Yeah, Guardians six. Ah, uh, I could see. Well, yeah, no, never mind. Guardians and are the six. Vipers worse than the Wildcats? I just yes. think that yes. Winston Moss is such a shitty coach. He is, but so is Mark <laughs> Tressman. Yeah, these coaches are brutal. All right, so coming up this week, we've got the Houston Roughnecks at Tampa. One o'clock start. Set the line Roughnecks minus three. Do we have lines out yet? I Probably not. You're only taking a three-point favorite for them at home? Or on the road? Oh, I guess they mm. don't you don't you just remember talking about how Tampa sucks? Hey, but this is our first home game. We're gonna play out in front of the home fans. Why did you pick Tampa again? That's a great question. I think it was partly because I like the Rays, and I was looking for kind of like a coastal team because my AAF team was a San Diego Fleet. I didn't want to go St. Louis because I f- fuck St. Louis. I like the city. I hate your fans. Um, definitely not going New York, not going Dallas or Houston. The only other one I would have considered probably is, uh, the dragons, but, uh, I'm good with the Vipers. Their logo looks like a vagina. We were talking about this on the show today, Chuck and Winkler. These announcers need to cool it with the over under stuff. Yeah. That like was, it's like they're inventing gambling. Levy was all over that during the game. And Joey Galloway's like, oh, I'm glad I took the under. You ain't take shit. It's like, uh, are we allowed to like trash other people on this show? What do you mean? I well, just, it, no, it made it on air. It was the time when Bill said that he took the uh, over on the Bucks Pacers game. Yeah, and he said the over under was 10. F- 15 or something like that. He said it was 10. <laughs> I, I, I remember that from when I was running the best of on 4th of July. That was a clip that you pulled out for me. <laughs> he said the best of was 10. Oh, man. Yeah. Good moments on the fan. Or the over-under was 10, I should say. Um. Okay, so I was just going to try to look at lines here quick if they're out. But that game's on ABC. Nice thing about XFL this weekend is games are in the day, and then you can watch Bucks Sixers at night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You're a frequenter of the Shorewood Broad House. Occasionally. They have a deal. It's a new kickoff for their Captain Morgan promotion. Okay. An hour and a half before the game, all Captain Mixers are free. Oh, no. Six bucks during the game, and then free for an hour and a half after the game, I think. So what you're saying is you will be at the Shorewood Brat House. Well, I haven't drank in two weeks. Really? Yeah. Nice. Sucks. I got drunk Friday. Uh, Roughnecks, I'll take the Roughnecks to be the Vipers. Okay. And then the Renegades at Dragons. Mm, I kind of like the road team there. I also as well. Maybe put that one as like point and a half. Guardians at Battlehawks. Uh, St. Louis is going to smoke New York. I agree. Not just because New York got shut out, but St. Louis is going to play for that city. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, they don't have anything else to cheer for. They have no other sports in that city. And this will be the first week that the defenders don't open up the week. They're at the Wildcats. Yeah, they'll roll. They'll roll in that one. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm already excited for is there's a couple of weeks later in the year where Fox is going to air a couple games on Thursday night. Really? Two Thursday nights in a row. Not till April. Okay. But two Thursday nights in a row. There's going to be some games on Fox. Can I throw a disclaimer down right now? Yeah. So I will be working at Home Depot next Saturday until 4 o'clock. So I will probably miss my Vipers game. Why don't you tape it, you fucking noob? I probably will. But... There's a slight chance. So my family and I, we have a YouTube TV. Just got it like a month ago. And I'm still trying to like learn everything. I think I can record stuff, but we'll figure it out. Why the fuck do you have YouTube TV? Because my family can't afford the cable anymore. We cut the cord. Everyone can afford cable. We probably could. But cut something else. I'll cut you. Yeah. These families say they can't afford cable and they're, they're going out and buying... Hundred dollars of pizza? No. My parents are gluten free, so they gotta spend all their money on food. It they're on some weird ass diet that like really works. My dad's lost a ton of weight; looks really good. Pretty much all he eats is like bacon and eggs. He just like doesn't eat wheat or gluten, doesn't eat sugar. Pretty much, he just eats like. Eggs and bacon and vegetables and cheese. Uh, that's great. I think we should stop at that point. We're this, talking about your dad's diet. Listen, this got off the rails very fast. Yeah, but we kept coming back on and coming back on. It's Monday. Give us a break. You're There's no return from your dad's fucking paleo diet. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Evan Happelfinger, Bart Winkler, XFL.